0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Ashes to rain. Awesome Mama, podcast, okay. Rising in Recovery. My name is Chuck LaFlanche and thank you for joining me while we take a mostly serious look at the realities of addiction and rising in recovery. This episode brought to you by Revolution Recovery, helping men recover and become their best selves through support and treatment. They've been there and they understand hello listeners and welcome back to the show um right off the back guys I, I have to apologize i, I missed an episode yesterday on memorial monday uh the one we had planned didn't work out um for tech issues and and this you know close to midnight it must have been uh one of the team managed to uh to get in touch with somebody close to her and uh her, her name sunny and, uh, she got this, this submitted in time. Uh, the challenge is, and, and I'll just be honest, I was having a really, I had a mental health day yesterday and I, uh, I just couldn't bring myself to get the work done. And, um, it's funny, is it? That's just now compounded the problem and I feel worse about everything. So, um, it's the middle of the night between Monday and Tuesday and I've decided I'm going to get this thing done for my own damn health, if, if nothing else. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. And, you know, try and be honest in all things these days and uh, and I didn't want to sugarcoat that for you so in any event I am feeling better now that I'm into the work already I'm sure by the time I'm I've got this process finished I will uh I will have made a lot of headway in how I'm feeling about things so listen uh Sunny lost her husband Bobby to fentanyl overdose and uh you know left behind her kids and her and in the suffering from there on too uh Sunny is also in recovery now and and doing well to date anyway. I'm not sure how much clean time she's got in it. And if mm-hmm. she says it in there, I just can't remember what it was in her submission. And I would hate to get something like that wrong because it's very important to people that keep track. So, um as you well know, uh, for Monday, we do, and it's technically a Tuesday. I don't know when this comes out, but still, it's a memorial episode. So, we like to get our housekeeping done. That way, I can leave you with uh, with the submission and whatever song it is that they picked. So... Um, why don't we do a quick public service announcement before we get into the gratitudes and the exit monologue and then uh, we'll get to the submission. So we'll be right back after this. And now for a quick public service announcement. Grief isn't limited to the loss of a loved one for all the support you need. TWC offers a grief and loss support and education group, and it's offered free of charge. Learn more at TWCRecoveryLife.org. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Bathgate,
1: uh, also known as the Captain from Kaleidoscope Wednesdays. I wanted to bring a public service announcement to you today about Narcan, also known as Naloxone. These kits have saved so many lives over the years. Uh, I can attest for that. Being in the industry for so long, I can tell you since we've had the opioid crisis declared in 2016, it has saved thousands of lives, and I've watched it personally save hundreds of lives. These kits are small, easy to use, you can keep them in your glove box or in a cupboard in your home, and you never know when somebody's going to need them. If you have a hard time finding a Narcan kit in your area, just email us here at ashes to awesome podcast at gmail.com. Throw Narcan in the subject line, tell us where you are, and we'll do the legwork to find that for you. If you wanted to send me a question for my kaleidoscope Wednesdays, again, email ashes to awesome podcast at gmail.com. We will read that question on air, and I'll do my best to answer it in a comprehensive way. Uh, that's all I have for now and we'll go back to the show. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey, welcome back guys. Uh, something that I feel is important to, uh, to mention on a Monday when, when we get most of our listeners, of course, is for these Memorial episodes. Uh, Ryan Bathgate, who just did that commercial for the, for the PSA. Uh, he co-hosts with me on Wednesdays for Kaleidoscope Wednesday. He's a therapist with a master's degree. He's passionate, wise, and uh, charismatic to say the least. So, um, what he brings to the show is really some next level stuff. And if, if, if you're looking for some insights on, on, on your recovery and what's going on in, in, your trauma, you know, um, healing as well, he's amazing. The things he says week to week, uh, all of us at Ashes are awesome. We, we can kind of hold on to them and, and, you know, we remind us or remind ourselves of them quite often because, uh, some powerful stuff that he talks about. So please check him out, guys. Um, this is the first time we've done in a while that hasn't been somebody's, uh, son. Well, I mean, obviously Bobby was somebody's son, but that wasn't, you know, it wasn't a mother on doing it about, uh, about their lost child. And, um, well, I guess that's the point, right? There's his children, fathers, mothers, brothers, aunts. It, it just keeps getting worse too. And it's, it's a frustrating thing that we have to keep doing these, uh, these episodes and uh, even more frustrating thing that we will never possibly run out of names to use in them. So, um, it's, uh, well, it's hard work sometimes, but we do what we got to do. Right. So, Hey, why don't we, uh, take a quick break from the, this, the somber nature of all this. And, uh, Scott will introduce the Daily Gratitudes for
2: you. Hey, this is Scott from the No New Friends podcast, the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ashes to Awesome. The Daily Gratitudes are brought to you by the No New Friends podcast. Please check us out, nonewfriendspodcast.com. We're streaming on all major platforms. If you just need laughter in your week, just an escape from what's going on in your life, I highly recommend my podcast to get you through that week, bring some levity and, and make you laugh. So check us out, No New Friends Podcast on all streaming platforms. That's New friendspodcast.com. And now here are your daily gratitudes. And remember, you are loved. So
0: for today's daily gratitudes, um, number one this time, it, it, like every time we do a memorial episode, you know, it's going to go to Sonny and of course to uh, to Bobby's memory. Um, you just hear the sad in her voice and you can only imagine what it's like for those kids. And, uh, you know, she's facing her own challenges and, you know, trying to stay in recovery. And she, uh, she produced at the, you know, at the witching hour, at the, at the very last part of the day yesterday, I had no idea that, uh, Flora had been approaching her. I, I was at home and, and talking to her, you know, when she, when she was in her place and I was really stressed out that this had happened. Well, totally unbeknownst to me she's running around in the backward background trying to fix it and she did she uh she had been talking to Sonny for some time and uh between the two of them well you know they they produced something in like an hour and a half and I, I, I'm being quite honest when I say it's one of the most thoughtful gestures anybody's ever done for me and, and again part of the reason I'm kind of beating myself up today is I did not do that justice by not getting my shit done this morning the way I should have and uh feeling sorry for myself is what it was if to be honest with you so um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm really glad that they came through, and, and for that I'm so very, very grateful. Um, the next one, I, I think I said this last time. I left off the gratitudes, man. It's the summer; it's it's not quite summer yet, but it sure feels like that out there. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm digging that. I'm digging that for sure. Um, another one today is uh, to my dad who passed away in October. um it was his passing that that got me back to calgary to be around this amazing network of people friends and family and um well it got me sober up that was kind of kicking the ass for me that you know I, I never got to he never got to see me when he was sober and you know if there's if there's a heaven and all that i like to think maybe he's, he gets to see down that i am now and you know if it wasn't for him i, I don't think i would be sober and he was an amazing man so um and the fourth one guys is to you, the listeners uh, we have we've have reached next level we've got more levels to get to so please keep liking commenting um, five star reviews of course you know well you know, make an honest review whether it's a five star or not right um, every time you do you are helping me to live my best life and that would be to make a humble living humble living spreading the message and the message is this. If you are in active addiction right now, today could be the day. Today could be the day that you start that lifelong journey. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to a family member. Call into detox. Go to a meeting. Do whatever the hell it is you need to do to start that journey because it is so much better on the other side. And if you're a loved one of an addict, you're just taking the time and are taking the time to listen to this episode, when it's all said and done, can you text that addict? Just let them know they are loved. Use the words, you are loved. That little glimmer of hope just might be the thing. That brings him back.
2: Bobby Lewis Fowler was born on March 15th, 1986, year of the tiger. He really liked that. I remember the first time that I got to talk to Bob. I'd already seen him around the small town that we lived in. I was about 12 years old, he would have been 14. He had no no shoes on, he was in his socks, it was summer. He had just come from hanging out um, above the bar and was having, I don't know, I guess an issue or something, but he asked me for a smoke. Now I was kind of a rambunctious kid and I had a bunch of cigarettes with firecrackers rolled into them at the tip. But I had one I was saving for this girl I really hated. And I had it rolled right at the bottom where the filter is. Anyway, so I, I gave him one of the cigarettes and and he lights it. And he's talking away and telling me what kind of a day he's had and how shitty it is and blah, blah, blah. And I'm starting to feel kind of bad about the scenario, about giving him the smoke. I thought it would be funny. But all of a sudden, I'm starting like that it hasn't gone off yet. Sure enough, he's almost finished the cigarette puts it up to his mouth, and bang, off goes the firecracker. And that is how I met Bobby Fowler. He is my oldest child's father, the love of my life, and I still have him beside me and on my arm to this day. Um, I, uh, we were together for a good 10, 11 years, solid. We both came from different types of broken families, and had to start paying rent at a very young age. We moved out when I was 14. I moved out of my dad's house for the last time. He was 16. He had just got kicked out of his dad's house. Uh, His dad was older. It was his second family he was raising. The mom had already dipped set, been left the situation, left the kids, Uh, ruined that scenario for drugs way earlier before Bob can, well, he was about five or six and uh, dad had just found out that he was dying of cancer come home and he he grabbed the four kids because mom wasn't around and he he left edmonton with them and he moved to sparwood that was as far as the gas got and he set up shop there raised the kids there for a little bit ended up in creston which is where i was raised which is where we met anyway we moved into a picker shack and when i was like 13, 14, he was 16, and we started paying a rent. We started working full time. Um, yeah, we. I don't. It was a good life then. Everything was so beautiful. The the scenery, the orchards, the mountains. Everything was easy. Everything was fun. You didn't know better yet. We started dabbling around in the town. You can only buy coke. Had to cook your own crack. Started dabbling with that stuff. And uh, you know, it wasn't a serious issue at the time. It was just like a payday thing. We didn't even know it as an addiction. It was like, we drank too many beer. Oh, just have a quick hoot, it'll straighten you up. You can start drinking all over again. Well, eventually times got harder, winter came. His dad passed away right before he turned 18. And that was a big deal for him because the one thing his dad wanted to be able to do with him was go and have a drink in the bar. And Bobby was an amazing artist Amazing Could draw pro- pro- Pictures of people Like like you took a pho- photograph It was so beautiful How he would draw them And his dad would always say Draw a photog- Draw a portrait of me Draw a portrait And Bobby would say when-, when I get a little better When I get a little better And he never did And Bob never drew another day in his life And it was one big thing Anyway Time goes on Things got harder. Uh, things started turning for the worse. We started using more and more. And eventually I turned 17. I, I couldn't handle it anymore. We were living in a van. Um, it was the end of, it was the beginning of December. His father died. We were fighting. I went to my dad's house for dinner. He said, what do you want for Christmas? I said, a one-way bus ticket out of here. I do not want to end up like these addicts on welfare that this town creates so the next day I was on a greyhound to Calgary nobody knew a couple weeks later I've settled figured my stuff out here I got a hold of Bobby because I missed him so much and up he came we found out we were pregnant with our kid and things were going good he had a job he was supporting us things things were fun everything was fine and after a while. You know the the kids born. We go through stuff. We're we're using pretty often. So by now, we've been addicted to hard witchcraft for since I started with. Anyway, um, it gets it gets to the point where he realizes now we're in our early twenties. and He realizes like he had, didn't have that teenagerhood to go out and go to the bar go talk to other girls go blah 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 and he starts cheating on me after work his boss is supplying the stuff I'm at home with the kid who has cerebral palsy so I can't really get out and it just it got one thing led to another and eventually I met this guy and I thought he was the world and because he always wanted to do what I wanted to do he was only cared what I had to say and everything seemed so perfect Bob was just getting meaner and meaner, and I understand. But anyway, we ended up breaking up, and I got with this guy, and it turned out that he was very, very heavy into crack, way more than I expected. Um, after a couple years, we we'd already we ended up with two kids back to back, ten and a half months apart. Within a couple years. He was very controlling, I couldn't go to the bathroom without his permission, he would watch me. I couldn't look at anyone or I would get beat. Um, I I, I don't really want to get into that detail but six dark years of that go by, he ends up in jail finally. I get a hold of Bobby and he comes back and everything is better. It's like my knight in shining armor came home and slayed the dragon and I was so excited because I'm like wow fairy tales do come true. It was the most beautiful time of my life the sun was shining everything was perfect and he went to vancouver to do a roof with his crew um they stayed in a hotel room and there's only three um, three roofing crews in canada that can do this type of roof so he goes to do this roof and it was almost our son's birthday he would have been turning 12 at the time it was a week away and he gives me a call, he's like, okay, well I'm gonna I'm finishing this one roof tomorrow. I'm gonna get paid for that. I'll send you like three, four hundred bucks to spend on the kid's birthday. I said, okay, no problem, babe. Love you. The next day I didn't get a phone call. So I just assumed, you know, you didn't finish the roof and a little embarrassed or whatever. Oh you're from home tomorrow, no big deal. So the next day I'm I'm in the food bank and I'm picking up I'm in a, it wasn't the actual food bank. It was like a, a church where the depot sends food to. Anyway. I get this phone call and it's the bo- the boss's number and that's where he usually called me from so I answered the phone hey Bob and I hear the boss Darren he goes I'm not Bob I'm like oh hey Darren what's going on and he says Bob's dead and I went no he's not and he said would I fucking lie about that honey and my whole world shattered I couldn't I couldn't see properly. It was like trying to see out of spiders eyes. Everything was broken like jagged pieces of glass. I I dropped everything I was holding. I, all I heard was this big massive ring in my ears, like bigger than any drug I've ever done. I just walked away from that church and I walked home and I got there and my best friend, Jessie was there and she said, what's wrong? And I said, Bob's dead. And she said, sorry I sec. She said, no, that's not possible. She's known him for a long time too. It was so hard. I, I didn't know how to tell our child. How do you tell your child that he's never going to see his dad again when he just came back into his life? It's been almost six years now it's been just over five years since his passing i have a sleeve on my arm of our story together his ashes are in every piece of it every year on his birthday and on his and i call it his death days it's sad but it's true i have more ashes and ink put into my arm to tell our story more You don't ever get over it. The pain, people say the pain dulls. It doesn't dull. It's something you learn to tolerate, is a better way of putting it. And I think that's how people should be explained. I still smell him when I wake up sometimes. I still hear him. I can't even put his face in my mind anymore, but I can smell and hear him when I dream. And sometimes I don't want to wake up, but I have to because my kids need me. I don't understand why I'm still here. I did just as much or maybe more than the people around me, but the hole that is left is, is not something that I want to fill with what took him in the first place. It's been a hard, hard, hard road on this recovery. And I don't, I understand that people that don't understand recovery or addiction, and they, oh, just quit, just stop doing it. But no one ever expects someone to have no more cigarettes ever. Oh, just slow down. Just take your time. Just blah, blah, blah. right? Like addiction for these things are as much harder. I have been clean now. Um, honestly, a year and a half, but I call it three years because I only screwed up the one time, a year and a half ago for a weekend. So I call it a lapse, it's several relapse, but I, I recognize it for what it is still. Um, I'm proud that my kids are proud of me, that me and Bobby's child is not on the path to addiction. He had to witness a lot, both with his dad and, and his stepdad he's seen and witnessed a lot of addiction and the fact that he's able to and I've offered him a puff of weed here there and like if you're going to try you have a cerebral palsy the last thing we need is you to be at a bus stop at three in the morning in your walker drunk and not knowing how to get home if you're gonna try some just try it here kid come on so he has sampled a little alcohol here and there and he always says no to weed I'm really proud of him for that I wouldn't push hard i just kind of like to see where it leads to know how you know anyway he was he was everything to so many people and he was so smart and now he's just gone and there are there are jokes that i laugh and turn and i can't tell him because it was only our inside joke there are things that no one else will ever understand there are stories that no one else will ever remember with me. But I'll always remember him. And he'll always be in my rear view. How
3: many brothers fell victim to the street? Rest in peace, son. There's a heaven for it. Be if I told you that I never thought of that. My niggas, we would have had one slap. But life goes on. How many Fell victim to the street. Rest in peace, young nigger. There's a heaven for yeah. a will be alive if I told you that I never thought of that. My nigger, we the last ones left. Life goes Cause I bail through the empty halls. Breath stinking in my jaws. Ring, ring, ring. Quiet y'all. Here coming call. Plus, it's my homie from high. Smoked out and blaze with me two in the morning, and we still high assed out, screaming, Duck till I die before I pass out. But now that you're gone, I'm in the zone, thinking I don't want to die all alone. But now you're gone, all I got left is stinking memories. I love them niggas to death. I'm drinking Hennessy while trying to make it last. I drank a fit for that ass when you pass, cause life goes on. How many brothers fell victim to? Rest in peace, young nigga, there's a heaven for a cheat. Be a lie if I told you that I never thought of death. My niggas, we the last ones left, but life goes on. How many brothers fell victim to the street? Rest in peace, young nigga, there's a heaven for a cheat. Be a lie if I told you that I never thought of death. My niggas, we the last ones left, and life goes on. Yeah, nigga, I got the word as hell. You blew trial and the judge gave you 25 with an L. Time to prepare the two. Bad time won't be parole. Imagine life as a convict that's getting old. Plus with the drama with looking out for your baby's mama. Taking risks while keeping cheap checks from getting on her. Life in the hood is all good for nobody. Remember gaming on dumb hotties at your party. Me and you, true no truer too. While steaming on hits and getting tricks at But now you bummy, rest nigga cause I ain't worried. I was bloody saying goodbye at the cemetery. Funeral, let every rapper rock it Let the hoes that I used to know From way before, kiss me From my head to my toe Give me a paper, a pen So I can write about my life of sin A couple of bottles of gin The case I don't get in Tell all my people I'm a rider Niggas they guided me through back in the old school. Pour out some liquor, have a toast for the homies. See we both gotta die, but you chose to go my phone. And brothers miss you while you gone. You left your nigga on his own. How long we moan Life goes on. How many brothers fell victim to the street? Life Rested goes on, homie. All homies that passed away. <laughs> niggas, doing niggas, niggas doing life. Niggas doing 50 and 60 down. years niggas and shit. Fell victim <laughs> to the street. I feel you, nigga, trust me, I feel you, know what I mean? Last year, we poured out liquor for you, this year, nigga, life goes on, you finna clock mail, get money, evade bitches, evade tricks, get playing there's plenty, bases just represent for you, baby, next time you see your niggas, we gon' be on top, nigga, you gon' be like, God damn. That's right, baby. Life goes on. Right. Yeah, we up out this bitch. Hey, K-Do, mental, y'all niggas make sure it's popping when we get out there, man. Don't front.